Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of The Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I'm your beast, Dan Meredith. And we've got an interesting one today, Jay. It's been uh, sort of double Dan leading for these last two, but this is, uh, I think, going to be a very interesting topic, which was born off of a coaching call with an amazing one of my clients the other day and my own musings, Mr. Jay. And that is the doubling phrase. Oh, sorry, I was going to spoil it for you then. Doubling no, down or cutting I was paused, away. I was doing, do you know what? We, do you know what? We're going to leave this in and we're going to, because I was literally leaving the pause for you, which is interesting, Mr. J. Doubling down or cutting away. You see, we could have edited that out, but we like to go in raw. Um, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it's based off the back of, you know, some, you know, obviously the last one I was talking about, um, the concept of, you know, knowing who the fuck you are, but obviously, you know, I, I get to work with a lot of people as well. And I was speaking to a very successful client, um, seven figure business in the sort of, uh, property space. Let's just leave it there. Cause I want to be sort of, you know, mindful of his, you know, privacy and essentially done really well, but there was a few things that were just kind of. I'm going to use the term making his shit itch. So in other words, it was just, um, it's just annoying him. It was nagging him. And yet there's other parts of his business, which were really popping off and that he loved and energized him. And I, and this is based kind of off as well, off the base of, you know, a little bit of the sort of time I spent with on the holidays and I'll sort of bring all this together as, as we go through the podcast and a book I read called Why 10X is Better Than 2X, which is by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And again, I'll explain that bit in a little bit moment, but I did sort of say to him, I said, right, if you were to, I said, how much are they annoying you, these, these things? And he said, yeah, they're getting on my tits. And I was like, okay. So if we were to just cut them out, so if we cut them out right now and we just focused on these two things that you really fucking love that are actually very profitable and energize you, how long would you think it would take you to change that, you know, get that income back? So we're going to cut that off and we're going to build this one. He said, two to three months. So I said, right. So for two to three months of work, but you could replace that income doing something that you don't fucking like forever. You never have to deal with any of that bullshit again. Don't have to deal with those people. Just done. And it's like, oh yeah, that's actually a really fucking good idea. And you know what? As of as of uh, last the, the other session when I was recording, I got a message from him that morning. Um, he's very much a kind of I give him the direction from the coaching, and then he goes literally did it. Done, 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 done. Move, and he's literally kind of like we said in the last one. He put it straight into action. Got the intention, move forward, and as a result, he's fucking happy. Like he's his energy's up, he's enthused, and he's just driven again. And it was really nice. But it is a case of, but again, the other side—that's the cutting away side of things. And I'll hand this over to you in a second. But the other thing is the doubling down side of things. So we talked about you know he's doubling down the business, and I I did the same thing. Remember in the last episode I was talking about you know reflecting and looking at things that were working, things that maybe not energizing me as much, but equally. Um, 
you know, when I was at the wedding, I was with like my boys and, and I just, I love them. I, I, you know, I've known them since they were like teenagers and, you know, they've been with me a long time. I love them. They've grown into like these fucking beautiful human beings. I love them as, as friends and as men and as colleagues. And I was like, do you know what? I thought I see them, you know, often enough, but I'm like, fuck, I need to spend more time with people like that. And I kind of thought, you know, kind of me and Jay, we've got a chat after this as well. We're going to spend some more time together. I sort of made it, you know, a little bit of an audit of my life. Like who is you know, who is adding value to my life, who's really bringing me up, which relationships are maybe I having to force or, you know, it's always kind of me leading them or stuff like that. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to double down on those. And it's kind of like what I said in the, the last one, that equally the same in my business, there's a few things that I do that I, you know, that I have to do, okay? Or I thought I have to do. And I looked at the thing and said, you know what, I could actually just empower some of my team, pay them to do those things for me. And... I can just focus on the stuff that I fucking love that actually really brings more revenue in more people, you know, gets to help more others. And again, that phrase that I said to him in the coaching call, double down or cut away is what I've just started to be applying to so much of my life right now. And it's really, like I said, it's only been, you know, a couple of weeks since I had, you know, a week or so since I had that conversation, but immediately I feel lighter. I feel like someone's, I've got a backpack on. Someone's just taken a few bricks out of the backpack. I feel lighter. I'm more energized. You know, don't know if you noticed on the last podcast, but I was really quite, you know, not hyper, but really up and high energy. And I always am anyway, but I'm really just ready to go right now because I've been doing that. I'm focusing on the stuff and the people and the habits that really do make a difference in my life and bring me joy. But I'm chopping away kindly, ethically, you know, sometimes done over time, the things that are just not serving me anymore. And I think this is so important because the way around this is by firstly, self-awareness, secondly, being mm-hmm. brutally honest with yourself. And thirdly, having an assessment. And here's what I do. I don't know about you, Dan, but a lot of people, I do weekly assessments. I do monthly assessments. But what I also do mm-hmm. is I have, strangely enough, I have notes on my phone. And I've got this little note, which is saved in my pinned. And it's basically this, and this isn't my um, word, but it's something that I speak about. Now, a lot of people, you, and I, I, I challenge you to ha- create these two folders, okay? Because mm. they will change your life. One folder is your triggers folder, and one folder is your, gl- is your glimmers folder. Now, I triggers, did not as, expect that word from you. Glimmers. Yeah, How glimmers. Jamie. Well, here's the thing. You you hear you hear the phrase a glimmer of hope. Ah, and yes. so what and, and basically the opposite of a trigger is a glimmer. So a trigger is something that gets to you, that irks you. It might be that you're uh, you know, you're you're on a train and you hear someone chumming. You know, that it's a trigger so okay and, and makes you want to you know or you're on a plane and someone even though they're allowed to puts their seat all the way fucking back oh you know there are things where they're within their right to do that but come on i, come pr- on. I gotta be honest this is the, i'm very what i call i think i like to think we brought up my mum was always very kind of um mindful of you know if you're in like a public space or you know you be polite you be friendly but if i get on a long haul flight my knees are up they are in the back of that chair from the off so if they even try and recline it it's like you ain't getting any you got I'm not, oh jo- not budging. Not budging. best best thing to do they're well within their right to pull their um chair all the way back 
but you're well within your right to switch the aircon on full and place it in any direction that you like. <laughs> I love the pettiness. Specifically the top of their head. And guess what? The oh. best way for them to solve that problem is to move it's their move seat forward. forward. That's genius, Jay. And at the same time, they can argue, say, can you please move that air conditioner forward? And go, well, I kind of like it in that position. A bit like the position that you enjoy having your seat right now. How about we compromise with this? You move your seat forward and I'll move my aircon back to where it should be. Thank you. Do you know what? This is going to so, make me sound like an absolute nutter. I'm just going to show you a story when I was going to, I was going across, I'd had a, I'd ha- I've basically got something called, um, it's called Osgood Schlatters. So basically all it is, is like one of the, the attachment on one of my knees, uh, you know, the, the top of my um, chin bone is, is there's a little bone spur on there. So basically I, I was, I grew really quickly and it's like your bones can't keep up and it kind of the muscle. And so anyway, he, the seat just happened as, as he reclined it back it jammed on that spot and it doesn't really hurt but if you poke it it's like a bit more tender okay and I was really polite to the person and I said look I said like, I'm really, could you just move it forward just one inch literally it was one inch and he went my chair I can do what I want and I said look let me and I explained the situation of what I had and I said look I really you know understand that I said just can you it is literally just an inch and he said no I said I paid for the seat I can do what I want I said okay I remember saying to him, and thing is, I'm not a bad person, okay. But I, you can also, you can also just phrase things in a way which immediately make people think. And I went, not a problem. Me and you will have a discussion once we're on the other side. He's like, what do you mean? I said, it's not a problem. You know, you enjoy your seat. I was very polite. I wasn't trying to ruin your journey. But I said, it's okay. We'll get through security, and then me and you will have a discussion. <laughs> and then I was quiet. And then, and you know what? About 30 seconds later, seat moved forward a bit. So, there you go. So, Sometimes. So, triggers. Going back to what I said, like, it's Sorry. so important to under- <laughs> rather, rather than those funny things we speak about, there's always going to be things that trigger you. There's always going to be things mm. that affect you. And a lot of them are, you know, you need to delve into. But the thing that I want to talk about is glimmers. And what glimmers are mm. is those sudden feelings that you get where you go like, do you know what? I feel fucking awesome right now. Mm. And and the next thing that I do, and I note this, is when I feel that way, I go, what are you doing right now to feel like that? And I have a list of things that I am doing with, when I get that feeling. And there, there are so many other things, obviously spending time with my kids away from my phone, mm-hmm. reading books at the spa. It can be going down, you know, for a walk down the seafront. It can be... Um, a hot summer's day. It's like, why is my mood? Why? Why do I? Why am I more relaxed and less way. anxious? It's yeah. like because because the sun's out, Jay, and it's been mm. fucking miserable for the last quarter. You know, weather does have a massive play in my mood, and yeah. I like winter. I like you know jumping in the sea when it's ice cold. I like difficult things, but not twenty four hours a day. You know, I like, there's nothing better than being in a warm climate. You know, your, you know, people's moods are better, your moods better. Mm -hmm. And it's just these kind of reminders of going, cool. Do you know what, Jay? There's so many variables there that you can double down on Mm. to go, how can I feel like this more often? Or I'm feeling really creative now. Why is this? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm on fire. Why? Because you've had four days off from the world. Okay, cool. How about we do this every month? It's like, can we yeah. do that? 
Yes, we fucking can. Put it in. Same with my spa day on a Thursday. It's like, why do I feel awesome? Why is there this glimmer? Because I'm at a spa away from my phone with a nice book sitting on a sun lounger. Cool. Can we do this every week? Well, yeah, let's do it then. Doubling down on the things. Um, Mm. And then once again, with the triggering and cutting away, it's like, cool. Why am I so wound up? Because this bell end that I see three times a week is constantly um, triggering me. And you're like, well, why is he seeing you three times a week? Because he's paying you money. He's a client. It's like, why don't you get rid of him? <gasps> Never thought yeah. of that. <laughs> Suddenly, and the ah. scary thing is, sometimes when you haven't got much, and listen, sometimes, okay, I use this phrase a lot. <laughs> and again, if you like doing this, hats off to you. But, you know, not something I've experienced and probably not something I want to experience, to be honest. But sometimes, metaphorically, you just have to suck a dick. So when money is tight, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, you know, live your best life, follow your passion, Okay. Sometimes you do have to do some, we know the fucking types, fuck off. Um, it's like those people who say like, what? Don't focus on the money, focus on the service. Mate, i got a fucking bill to pay. I need money. But anyway, that's a total fucking tangent. But what was I saying? About, um, <laughs> Sorry. well, I was going to say about. No, there was a su- point. Sucking dicks. That's it. And, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes you have to go through that kind of shitty bit. But what I will say is when you get to the point where, you know, things are moving forward in your life um, on the business side of things, you, you will have clients that just suck the life out of you and drain you and stuff like that. And uh, just having done this for so long now, if you get to a point where things are moving on and you're starting to grow and you're starting to get a bit more interest and stuff, the energy that that client takes from you when you actually go, do you know what? And you don't have to be an arsehole with this. You can be very polite and friendly and just move people on. But once I've kind of got rid of those people that aren't making me feel good and it's kind of like i was talking to actually the guy i was coaching and i said you have some of those calls with you know in that business unit that he has and if you schedule them like you try and get them out of the way first thing in the morning because you know if you put them in for like four o'clock you spend all day not looking forward to the like four o'clock call you want to kind of get them out of the way early so you go oh it's done finished it and otherwise you just sit there dreading it and again once you get rid of those people or places that just aren't serving you and making you feel shit um it's almost like i said like the backpack thing i was talking about you just suddenly get this like renewed energy like oh they're gone i can now feel and what happens is you tend to actually find someone who fits perfectly yeah and this is why it's so important to be aware of those things and once again as you said with this doubling down or cutting away because once again it's focusing on doubling down the things which you feel good about, and then it's cutting away the things that are not making you feel good. And I'm just listening to a book and it's by a guy called Russ Harris called the happiness trap. And okay. one thing I like, one thing I love about it is obviously it's a, it's like a 12 hour audio book talking about happiness and saying that, you know, once again, happiness is not a normal state. And if you were happy mm. all of the time, like for, for example, I, I, I and I say this all the time. Imagine the time when you're at your happiness and imagine feeling like that 12 hours a day. You'd be exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be absolutely fucking exhausted. And also when we look at things like hedonic adaptation, if you are at an elevated state, it's going to be a bit like an addiction. It's a bit like class A drugs. You're like, wow, I feel fucking awesome. And then suddenly you stop feeling awesome. Like, let's feel like that again. So yeah, I've, I've read things about those things from people on the internet. Exactly. So don't expect happy, you know, people chase happiness and it's just like, no, you just got to understand that 
we, we go through emotions and it's about understanding that. But what he talks about is such a great thing because he, he, he basically talks about two things. He talks about towards moves and away moves. And mm. it's simple. Towards moves are things that you are doing on a daily basis toward the thing, the person that you want to be. And away moves are the things that are going to take you away from being and doing the, the things that you want to do. And the kicker with that is... One person's toward move might actually be one person's away move and vice versa. And this is why people get so triggered talking on the internet. I had a million views on a piece of content of mine last week. And it was basically talking through my 38 things at 38. And one of my 38 things at 38 was a reflection on this year. And I said, and this is my impersonal reflection of my own life. 38 mm-hmm. things at me being 38. This was this. The sober life is not for me. Life is better with wine and beer. Moderation. I did see is that. I did, the key. I did watch that. Yeah. What a fucking trigger fest. So, firstly, oh. I had people messaging me, calling me a F in this. You're an absolute idiot, this, that, and the other. And literally putting their own personal opinions on how I should live my life. And I was just like, do you know? And you're and not saying, hurting anyone. And I'm just telling people what I'm doing this year, my reflection. Yeah. Right. And your I actually, reflections I, I said, of your life. And for, I said, did you watch the whole 45 seconds of the video? Obviously not, because yeah. the last 20 seconds was, that might change on my 39 things at 39 and 40 things, 40. Mm. But for this year, I'm focused on in, in, enjoying a few glasses of wine on the weekend, having a cold beer with the lads on a Friday every now and again. Moderation. And people say, you can't moderate. Like, alcohol's toxic. Have you not seen the Andrew Huberman podcast? Blah, 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 blah. And someone stopped in the tracks because I said, you know what's more toxic than two drinks on a Saturday? Arguing with strangers on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and I'll wager, because just... you like hard things, Jay. And I'll say this as someone who's been sober for five and a half years now. Um, moderation is actually a lot harder. And for me, when I decided, I'm very much a, when I decide to do something, it's done. Okay. And, you know, fortunately nothing, you know, nothing bad happened. It just was getting a bit, a little bit out of hand, drinking a bit too often. And honestly, I didn't look, look like the way I looked or felt. I was sluggish. And I thought, you know what? I tried moderation and I, I did it for a while, about a year, just being sensible, didn't really get pissed. And do you know what? For me, but then I would, because I was, this is going back to something, you know, I'd, I'd get triggered by something and then I'd be like, bang, bottle of goose, let's go. And I thought, yep. do you know what? For me, I'm just going to stop. I don't tell. I always say, I say that if you're good with it, drinking is big and clever. You can have fun. You can have great times. It's enjoyable. It's quite nice. It feels good. But yeah, I actually did think when I watched that video that actually one of the, you're actually doing a, a harder version, in my opinion. It's it's interesting because my toward move for this year is to moderate alcohol. But then that could be somebody's away move because if you can't reduce something down, I would say you need to remove it completely. But it was very exactly. fascinating that it was like you're wrong. I'm like, how am I wrong in my own reflection for my own? life it's very fascinating I, and once again I, I i i found it really interesting but also it's a great conversation to to talk about because once again alcohol is a very very big thing and it's probably worth us having an yeah entire, we should do yeah you know entire talk so. on it because there is a lot of people pushing a sober agenda and i totally get it but also there's not enough people pushing a, a, a moderation someone actually yeah. messaged me and said you're the, you're Mr. Disciplined. How can you be so disciplined and have alcohol in your life? And I said, you know what's really disciplined? 
going to somewhere, having a beer, being really social, sociable, and then going home. Yeah. And then why do you need to have the beer? Well, here's the thing. I could not have the beer, but then I like beer. <laughs> so why not have yeah, it well, and then go it's home? It's a different you know? thing, but you were very kind. And, you know, obviously, you know, me and Jay obviously chat, you know, a lot in between sessions and stuff. And, you know, I'm in the best shape I've been in probably since my early 20s, I think. You know, I'm, I'm you know, not that it defined, but, you know, it's the first time I've had a day-to-day six-pack. And I'm, you know, even though I was not as fit as I was when I was but I was still fit and strong and everything's good. And I was like, you know, I went on holiday and I came back leaner than when I went away. And I still, and the thing is, I ate healthy most of the time. When I say healthy, just, you know, lots of, you know, grilled vegetables, lots of fish, lots of lean meats, you know, lots of fruit. I just ate well. And yeah, I had every day, I'd have something I like. I'd either have a burger, you know, nice one. I'd go to the burger, pizza. I, you know, had a fish platter with a friend with a few friends. And it's just moderation. So it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's horses for courses. But it is a case of case of, you know, I got to that point off of removing. Like, I didn't really eat anything. Like, you know, I was very, very clean, I would say, for a period of time. And very disciplined. And much like your rock, it's now easier for me to maintain it. But, yeah, I definitely think we should do one on, on alcohol. Because, again, people say to me, you know, I've had people of like, can I, and it's very sweet and it comes from a good place. They're like, oh, do you mind if I have a drink around you? Or I remember once um, a girl I was seeing some time ago, she'd had some alcohol. She's like, is it okay if I kiss you and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to go, going to give you a snog and then, you know, nip down the 24 seven off license and get myself a bottle of water. You're probably good. Very sweet though. But like, I have alcohol in that, like literally right now in my, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm pointing to the left in my fridge. I've got a bottle of champagne, two bottles of wine, loads of little mixes for, for other people. And I've got a cocktail kit as well. I've got a load of alcohol in here. I have no desire to touch it, but I'm happy to make others drinks. I, I you know, I like making people drinks and stuff. Yeah. But again, you're, you're right with that, mate. And same, like, doesn't mean that I always need a beer. I love you coming down when you see this podcast and we go and have a non-alcoholic Peroni. Yeah. Just as much pleasure in having that. Or even, you know, putting it out there, a Diet Coke. <laughs> it's like it doesn't it's not Crazy. a necessity it's just something that I, w- I want in my life so the whole point of this is is toward and away moves it's kind of mm. like the doubling down or the cutting down it is mm-hmm. there are things that you are doing in your life that are toward moves and there are things that are away moves and, it, and the key is finding which ones work for you once again a toward move for me this year is just moderating alcohol which is very difficult by the way for me not an easy mm-hmm. thing which i need to be constantly disciplined with um but that could be a massive away move for somebody else and it's so it's just so important to find your own toward and away moves like for example like your doubling down might be some person's idea of a nightmare well, mate, I'm going to double great, down on great this thing. case in point when i had those few days like totally on my own like i was just at the hotel and i get beautiful views it was nice you know went out for some nice food read books and i'm very happy in my own company but i remember so i was talking to my assistant who's also like one of my besties now it's a wonderful lady called sarah and i said to her you know i always kind of you know think and we have a list of things that make dan happy and not happy and i say you know moving forward if i'm going to do any trips away or anything I'm kind of done. Like, I, I, you know, I see my friends and stuff, but I, I like traveling and venturing on my own, but I'm actually at the point now where I'm done with that. I like being around people. And I said, you know, moving forward, if I say I'm going to fuck off to Devon for a week, you need to remind me that that's actually something that I said last time I did it. I didn't quite enjoy it. It wasn't as good. And I'd rather just go and, you know, see you for a couple of days, one of my friends or, you know, go off to see whoever I'm doing, whatever. But 
I, for me, so for example, if you're more introverted, if people drain you, one of my moves towards things this year is I need to spend more time with more people. I need to bring people together socially and professionally. I need, you know, need is maybe a strong word, but for me, having people around me more often makes me feel good. It brings me joy. It energizes me. I'm best when I'm with others as a majority of my time. But for other people, the idea of spending more time with people might be like, oh, fuck that. I just want to be at home, left alone, peace and quiet. And that's fine. But you've got to find your own needle movers. Yeah. And I think, as you said there, it's important to have people challenge you as well, because as you said there, what you say and what you do are two different things. And what I mean by mm. that, and, and this is a great example, actually, it's very much like you. You say you're going to do something, go down to Devon, because actually what you're looking to do is to find a toward move as in something that mm-hmm. is going to help you re-energize in that. But if you've got someone who you've you know leaned into, who knows that that's an away move and go, actually, no, that's not going to help. Not good um, for you. Yeah. you know, I know what you want to get out of that, but you're not going to get that out of it. And it was interesting last week um, I was in, I was rolling in jujitsu and I'd done three rounds with like two of them blue belts. So really, really hard rounds. And I had two five minute rounds left and I sat out and I went sat out cause I was fucked cause it's so hot in there. And I was, and I said to Jack, the black belt there, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to sit out these two. And he goes, get back in like as in nah. two more rounds. And, and I said, so what you're saying is I should, um, I should roll with Seb and Seb's this incredible brown belt. And he's like, yeah. And I said, cool. So I roll with him, kills me, come back. Cool. That's me done. Goes, oh, you got one more round. (laughs) So I said, so "So what you're saying is I should roll with Gareth, who's purple belt. And he's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, And I said to him, I said, never let like, just because I say something doesn't mean I'm actually going to do it. So just next time I tell you that I'm not going to, finish the rounds, just tell me, shut the fuck up and get back in. And actually, please select me someone more difficult um, because that's what I need. You know, that's my towards mood. Uh, even though I'm talking with my kind of away move right now, with mm-hmm. what my brain's telling me I should do, it's not actually what I need to do because the discipline yeah. is about, you know, something that he said that reminded me of this is that, um, like, for example, I like rolling when I'm fresh because I'm strong. Yeah. And it means that I'm have an easier role because I can use my strength. But when I'm exhausted, I can't use my strength and I have to rely on technique. And, and me only going for three months means my technique is shite. And actually what I need to get better at is my technique. So it means that I need to roll more when I'm completely exhausted. And, but, and mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, it's horrible. And as you probably know with boxing, it's like right. they don't, when you're exhausted and you can't put your hands up, that's the best time for you to oh. do a round. And that's when it used to make me spar. Honestly, I got to a point like I was kind of like, not questioning because I love him dearly. And he's obviously, you know, multiple champion himself. But it would be like the first 40 minutes was fucking horrible. Hill sprints, um, bag work, just literally just burning me out. And he's like, right, now we're doing five rounds of sparring. And I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm already fucked. I thought we were going to do some ab shit now. He's like, no, no, now we're fighting. And I just got, but that was the bits where it kind of, you know, you kind of learn to dig deep into your reserves and kind of push. But yeah, totally right, mate. Totally right on that one. And it's something that the Royal Marines train for. They said a lot of athletes train when they're at their best. We train when we're at our worst. Mm. And actually that's better because it comes back to that quote of everyone's got a plan. Like Mike Tyson says, everyone's got a plan until you get smacked in the mouth. 
yep. and everything changes. And it's like being good at being able to respond when everything changes. You know, you're not going to win jujitsu rounds when you're fresh. You're going to be winning them when you're both exhausted and you're the person who can step up and perform during those difficult times. Mm. Yeah, it's true. But again, with this whole, you know, sort of doubling down, cutting away concept, like as Jay said, like with the alcohol side of things, you have to decide what works for you. And what I will say is, and I think I spoke about this other one, is the kind of whole, and it's not mine. I don't know who it is. So whoever it is, you know, I'm not stealing. It's a, it's the whole concept of, you know, creating the distance between, you know, your reaction and your response. Okay. So I'd like to, you know, I used to be very reactive. You know, think something, do it. Think something, do it. Now I get a little bit of space in between it. So I, you know, I, I made, you know, my list of what, you know, what I want to double down on, what I want to cut away on. Then I kind of like, just kind of like, um, sort of first, second, third order priorities off the back of that. You know, if I cut that out, well, what happens immediately? What happens in a few months' time? What happens a year later, for example? So some of the things I wanted to chop out, you know, a couple of them will have a financial element. So I was like, cool, what happens if I remove that or change that or invest in that? And I kind of mapped that out as best as I can to do it. But then I also, with the things that I was looking to add in double down on i was like right so if that say if i remove that thing or i'm investing in that person well there's that number so cool if i go over to the double down area well if i'm doing this right now if i just add in another 20 percent, well that pays time four times what i've cut out of so that's a smart move so again it is taking that time out so when you do it don't just go like fuck it i'm gonna end my relationship i'm gonna quit my job i'm gonna post this and do it take a little bit of time to just i, I like 24 hours because obviously when you're when you're all up and motivated and excited that's good to maybe get some you know internal balls rolling i said have a few chats maybe we'll do things but then let all those brain chemicals just reset to zero overnight look at it in cold you know fresh eyes new night a day and then say right okay if i'm going to get rid of these things that aren't serving me and i'm going to focus on these things that are what's going to happen what could happen what do i need to plan what do i need to do and it just gives you a little bit of safety as well because sometimes you go all in onto something we've seen you know, the j you know obviously i was in you know pt for many years in salona gym you obviously in fitness issue for a fuck ton of time there's loads of people who come out the gate i'm gonna just eat you know fucking grilled chicken and broccoli and you know what's it called sweet potato that was a thing over a period of time that everyone was loving about um, i'm gonna train six times a week I'm going to do, you know, 15 to 20,000 steps a day. It's like, are you? Like, your intention's good, but okay, let's just look at the reality. What can you actually do? Okay, so you want to cut out all these negative behaviors and put all these positive ones in. That's a lot of fucking change. Why don't we just take out one or two negative ones? So maybe we get, in this case, why don't we, why don't we cut back on, you know, certain foods maybe or drink for a week or, you know, say I'm going to actually not be on my phone before bed and add in, one or two new ones. Let's try and get a couple of workouts in and maybe track my food as an example. But yeah, just as a, just a use for all of you. They don't try and, if you want to just, if you're inspired by this, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get rid of it. Cool. Just think about the consequences of that and then think, okay, do a little bit of planning and just pick one or two to take out, one or two to add in and start there. Don't try and do all your list at once. Yeah, 100%. You know, when I think of doubling down as well, um, a lot of that is a reflection thing and I'll give you a, a great one for business. I'm, I'm going to launch a new product this year and it's not a new product. It's a product that I launched three years ago, which was very easy to launch, very so, beneficial for myself, very, very beneficial for other people. And it's like, ah, oh. um, 
genius and I, I don't want to reveal it i'll talk to you about it oh, um, okay off because um I'm, I'm literally structuring it all out but i was just like you know when you when you look back and you go i really enjoyed doing that thing it was really easy it was massively beneficial to everybody who took part and i've haven't done it again for three years and it's like well why don't you do that again <laughs> because Mate, honestly sometimes this, we forget it's ridiculous I, again, really linking into the last podcast. If you haven't listened to it, listener, go back. It was a really good one. I think it, it dovetails nicely into this one as well. The, so there's a tier of work that I've wanted to do for, a, for exactly the same as you, mate. I did it in 2017. So even longer. Yeah. It was a, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. And it was a, you know, a way of working that really worked. I loved it. And I just remember thinking to myself, there's this, 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 there's this piece missing in the, in the sort of like little business empire I've got. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did that before. And then you kind of think to yourself, again, we all do it. And I just remember thinking to myself, why the fuck have you not done that again? You loved it. So again, that's, again, that's, Kind of what I'm working on. So it's nice to see we're both, no matter how successful we get, Jay, or how much we, we're still human. Yep, 100%. And it's about doubling down on those things because actually mm. being able to double down on the things that are working means that you're able to cut away the things that are kind of really bugging you, but you kind of still need to do. And a lot of the time, you know, the reason that you need to still do those things you don't want to do is commitment. Mm-hmm. And it could be a financial commitment. It could be a, you know, a relationship commitment. It could be things that maybe need to be questioned or challenged or, or arrived at in order to make that change. You know, for example, if you know that you like from a business aspect, you want to double down on this thing that, you know, works, but it's a risk because it means that you have to kind of cut away uh, certain things it's like well cool how much money do you need for that to do well before you can cut away those things it's not a mm. black and white thing oh i don't like those clients it's like cool but can you can't cut away from them because you need yeah, the income can you it's add like, well, good cool. ones in and then get them good yeah that's it it's a smart way of looking at it but it all comes down to self-awareness and unfortunately a very small minority of people are self-aware and the reason being is sometimes it's easier in life to to just go through blindfolded because mm-hmm. you a lot of people don't want the painful reminders firstly that they're not living the life and making the choices that they want to um, make and secondly don't want to deal with the honest truth that the only person that's going to change it is them yeah and that's actually i think that's a perfect Point to end this one on, Jay, if I was you, because that is true. The only person that can do this is you. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Body and the Beast. And if you did, then you've been coming up with some game-changing suggestions to share this podcast. Firstly, uh, last episode, well, we we spoke about your mum, your dad. We spoke about your gran. We spoke about now, last episode, sending it to somebody that you fancy. So what's the next one in your... Uh, I your head personally down. think you should strip down to your underwear, male or female. Um, you should write, I love the Body and the Beast podcast on your body. Um, you should post that on the internet. And if any of you do that, I'll put you into a drawer and I'll give you a coaching call. So fuck it. There you go. There's a challenge for you. Get your kit off respectfully. Um, write that on you. Bang it on there and tag me in. Fuck it. I'll give you a chat. Hey, and there you go. 
that is uh, going to be a very interesting one to watch, Mr. Meredith. I, I, do you know when you say something, you think, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, well, you know. Fuck it. Only time will tell. Yeah, we'll find Legend, out. Those gents, really hope you enjoyed this episode. I have been your body, Jamie Autumn. And I have been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care. Mm.